for the podcast ramble. I don't know. I I get stoned sometimes, man, and just fucking program <laughs> fucking random shit into it, man. Like I they, follow, okay. follow those rabbit holes of ideas. Some of those moments I could see, like, oh, what was <laughs> what was happening? I, uh, God, I did something. And I, I think I was like, I was in the slums in your game and I went somewhere and there was this person and he was like, oh, talk to a random slum person. And I was just like, just tri- tripping. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> I was like, I'm on this random adventure. Um, I used to play like DOS games a lot, but uh, not, it's been so long. And I think like playing yours really kind of got me back into that, um, into that environment. Oh, it's so weird though, man. I never, I never like, I've never played like DOS games myself. Mm. I never played any of those like old like command prompt like text based games or anything. So I wasn't trying to like emulate or replicate them or anything. Yeah, I was literally just fucking around in um, code blocks, learning C plus plus, and the only output was was in like a command prompt window because I I didn't even know how to make like a proper window. <laughs> so I was just messing around with it, and then I never, I just never stopped working on that project. That's so that's, that's cool. How we got this far. Just that's... kept on it, man. It's been like four or five years maybe yeah of like mostly hobby work but lately man it's, it's getting a bit more well for sure hobby. yeah everyone's yeah, like man. so I, I went through um i went through reddit and i was just like looking at everything that was going on i should probably start the podcast but all right anyway we'll jump into it um <laughs> i have been i've recorded i started recording but like halfway through i'm like damn it all good content uh no i went to your reddit and i was looking at some of like the stuff that you've been posting and you post like in crazy amount of content but all these people are nuts about you so i was just like man this guy i've really got to work out like who you are how did you come about yeah yeah i do know what you mean you, you want to get the sort of stuff that people are going to expect in a subreddit you don't want like people people on reddit hate hate like being shilled yeah they hate it and if if you're shilling they're gonna like they're gonna destroy you and everything you love <laughs> yeah i know and like the crazy thing about reddit i was like because i've been doing a lot of research on it to try and get my head around how reddit works and there are there are moments that a, someone will put up a post and i'll get 700 upvotes and then i'll look at yeah. the exact same post from <laughs> someone else and it's like downvoted, and I'm like, yeah, what? What? Yeah. So, it basically when it first when you your post is in its in the like fresh sort of freshly posted sort of phase, the the initial few votes it gets will decide it basically. So if in the early stages a couple of people see it and they go, oh, I like that, and they upvote it, the algorithm hmm. will throw that upwards and put it on the front page. But if just one shitty asshole yeah. is the first person who sees it and he downvotes it. Everyone else will see it and assume it's bad. Yeah. See, this, so. see, this is crazy because I was talking to some other guy on Reddit and he was saying that um, there's a bunch of bots that go around just downvoting people. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. Yeah. I'm interested. I know that th- there are like people who have multiple accounts. So I, I don't know. There was like one massive like Reddit user. I can't remember his name. I think it's Gallo Boob or something like that. He's like some major Redditor who's got like millions of karma. Yeah. And I don't know if it was him, but... One of them had like five bots that would automatically upvote his stuff the moment it went live. So he would instantly, instantly always get the front page, always yeah. get the top post or whatever, because it would just fly up in the algorithms. Yeah. People would see it and be like, wow, that's popular. And then people, when they see something that's already popular, they vote for it because, you know, everyone else is. Yeah, follow the sheep, right? follow, follow the, uh, the crowd. Um, but 
Yeah, I mean, why doesn't everybody just do that? Like, that's exactly because it's not allowed. You can get banned for it. Oh, they, okay. Uh, yeah, because I was yeah. thinking, like, why? You know, maybe there's a a group or a subreddit. Probably is a subreddit. Oh, I guess it's banned if you. Or like, you could form an outside group of people and just say, "Hey, if whenever we post something, everybody just upvotes those posts, and then you would beat this." <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Oh, mate, Reddit would someone would complain immediately, and then it gets shut down definitely. <laughs> yeah, you get caught eventually. But until then, you know, you can market your game. <laughs> well, I mean. But we we could start a little secret group of game devs though. Yeah. <laughs> I think so, especially solo devs. Like the, the amount of work that yeah, we man. go through, devving, marketing, and then managing like uh, uh, like comments, uh, social following. It's just insane. So it's a massive. Thing. Should we drop into the, the yeah. podcast? Because I feel like we've already had some good like podcast we have. content. We have. So good. I've been recording and some no of it. Ever know, man. I recorded. No some. Ever I recorded some. Oh. Sneaky. Um, Sneaky. So, how do I say your name? Is it is it pronounced how? Is that right? Nah. Oh. <laughs> um, it's it's Hugh. Hugh. Like H U G H, but it's yeah. the Welsh way, man. Hugh. Because yeah, that's dope. I'm from Wales. My name's Kai, that- so has no I'm relevance to being in Australia. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's a native name. Yeah. Aboriginal. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I. <laughs> uh, uh, we've been. Um, oh, that's cool. All right, so. And you're in Perth, right? Perth, yeah. I mean, the Wh- which side is that on, man? Western, Western Australia. So it's furthest place, uh, furthest city away from anything. Got you. Yeah. In the middle of nowhere. I mean, it's not a small place, right? No, nah, we we still got like a few hundred thousand people that live in Perth, and um, like it's still pretty, pretty active. We actually have like some of the our. Uh, game developers from perth uh in working in some of the biggest places around the world so um nice. for example the one of the lead programmers or, or main programmers in ori in the blind forest was perth guy oh, no yeah so it happens yeah all right is, so, that, is there like uh good game design schools and stuff there or sorry is it just is there is there schooling for game design in perth and in like uni and stuff yeah or? yeah so we have a university degree here um uh, we have a few, and they're good, but they're not like uh, oh, they're they're run by some like really really talented people. Um, but it's not the same as going to like Activision or uh, sorry Activision Blizzard's university or Google's university where They've they got a, Activision's got a university. What the fuck? Yeah, I think so. Shit, I should clarify <laughs> that or cut it out. <laughs> it's one of those. All right, so it's Hugh Millward, right? <laughs> So, hey guys, welcome to the first solo game developers podcast. My name is Kai Ashford Hatherley from Naked Game Devs, and I'm here with Hugh Millwood, the mastermind behind Warism. Say hi, Hugh. How's it going? Oh, <laughs> You're right. <laughs> it so well prior to that. Ah, yeah. oh. So, Hugh, um, what I like to uh, always start off with is um, what got you? What got you started in game development? Oh man, that's a good question. I don't know. I feel like it was probably one of these like really crappy programs that you can make like really crappy games in. Yeah. That aren't really <laughs> games that you'll, no one will ever play. That it's basically like a level editor or something. Oh, probably yeah. one of those. I'm going to judge like, I'm going to say something and hopefully people don't judge me, but like Game Maker? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not even, not even that. Man. It, or like Warcraft 3 mods? God, I miss Warcraft yeah. 3 mods. Not, 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 even, not even that sophisticated, man. 
some like crappy little software probably and then i moved on to like flash games but i couldn't use i couldn't like write action script so i used to just copy code off the internet and then like try and meld that into something that i could turn into a game yeah and they were they kept getting deleted off new grounds man and i was like oh, one, day, one, day. <laughs> one day i'll make it Skip. one day man <laughs> <laughs> so then we you went straight yeah. into like like C C plus plus, you you skipped like the Unity phase, or did you go to uni and start studying software? Or oh yeah, no, I got kicked out of college, and uh, that is so uh, was, okay. Was, we need tell I me. I was studying IT, man. First first year of college, man. I was like, I'm gonna go to go to college. I'm gonna finish uh, IT. I'm gonna specialize in programming. I'm gonna go to uni. I'm gonna learn programming like on a big way, and I'm gonna leave uni and I'm gonna start working on games and shit. Kicked out first year of college, man. And so, yeah, it was a disaster. But I was like, I'm still going to learn programming. Yeah. So I started learning from, like, YouTube tutorials and stuff. I learned, like, really loose C++. But it wasn't a, it wasn't a comprehensive education, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, do you, I don't know if you want to delve into how you got kicked out, but that sounds like an awesome story. Oh, man. I don't, I don't even know. I, I just... <laughs> It was a mix of things like I wasn't really interested in a mm. lot of the stuff. Like it, there was classes on like how to use Excel and stuff like that. And I was like, man, come on. Like we're, we're not like fucking boomers. Yeah. Teach so me something good here. A lot of it, yeah. A lot of it was like a total waste of time. But I was also not very into most of the other subjects and stuff, man. So I just didn't really pay attention. Didn't work very hard. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, the fascinating thing I've found about uni is that like, uh, and they talk about this, like the most successful people have usually dropped out of uni. And I think it's just because the content that they give just isn't re like isn't relevant fast enough. It's like, hey, you're going to need to know the theory on how software works. Uh, it's kind of like, well, just teach me test-driven design or just teach me something that's valid and then let's move on. Um, yeah, it, it's interesting. I think the thing is, it's, it's always quite broad usually isn't it and sometimes people don't want that sometimes you don't you don't want to be the master of everything in a subject mm. if you want to specialize but man i don't know never made it to uni so couldn't really comment <laughs> <laughs> so they'd like okay so you you went out on your own you started solo devving and what, what were you doing to to keep alive were you freelancing or was it like just like working oh, at a man. bar like how did you survive yeah that a mix of all of the above man I, I i was never doing game development seriously i was sort of just messing around and in the meantime i was working um in call centers and i ended up quitting a call center job and i tried to travel mm. permanently that's that. i obviously i ran out of money in the end so <laughs> i uh, i came back started working in bars and uh yeah and so, then i was working on the game on the side like true game developer kind of like from just screw uni, living like living life, and then building a game, and then finally actually seeing that dream. That's awesome. That's just like mind blowing. So like during all this time, then what was the hardest thing that you had to like uh, to achieve or maintain while you're trying to build like to build your game and develop? And I don't know, man. I don't know. It, it wasn't like there wasn't any like really difficult parts of it. I think that i can recall more than that it was just a slog forever you know what i mean like there's always there's always a grind hmm. with with solo game development when you haven't got a massive budget you can't like i think what a lot of people do in in certain studios like you'll, you'll focus on game programming or whatever your field is and then you'll hand it off to the team that does the marketing or the team that does the community management or whatever you don't do all of that sort of stuff but yeah. doing all of the above from the bottom definitely is 
is a grind. And I think that's probably the, the been the most work. Like I sent easily like a thousand emails probably to YouTubers, Twitch streamers, all sorts of stuff when I first started out trying to get some videos and get some coverage and stuff for it, draw some people in. Yeah, but, I've heard this a few times as well, like sending out videos to YouTubers. Did did it work? Did it yield anything? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's definitely worth doing. It's one of those things. It, I mean, for every... 50 emails I sent, I'd get maybe five responses. Mm. And maybe three of those would result in videos or something tangible that, that was worth the effort. But I mean, you could send one video and someone who's actually got a decent following does a video of the game. And then it's worth all of the emails that you sent in the first place. Do you know what I mean? So it, it sort of it varies. But yeah, I don't know. There's probably ways to make the emails more efficient and to, to make them more uh, more worthy of a response. Like you don't want to send something generic that isn't personalized to the person you're sending it to. It's just like, hello, I am a game developer, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> want to make it worth on replying, but you, you never know with half of them because they'll never respond. So you won't know yeah. why they were like, fuck you. You don't even know if they saw it. Do you know what I mean? Like, so. That yeah, drives me nuts. It's like, what did I do wrong? <laughs> what did you not like about what I made? Like, <laughs> <laughs> why do you hate me? Yeah. It's like, did you even yeah. read my email? It's like, ah. Uh... Imagine, imagine being bummed out about a thousand emails no one replied to just like in a thousand individual vendettas i feel like at that point like do you, oh man that would be like how do you not give up how do you just how do you push through because you still get replies so so like you know you might you might spend five hours sending emails out like like literally like working in an office you know just doing the, the sloggy grind but then you get a couple of replies throughout the week you know, mm. so you're like, well, you still got. It's not like you're getting nothing back. Like you, I think even if you sent, even if, no matter what your game was, no matter what your email was, you're probably going to get at least one or two replies. I think I had one reply one time where a guy actually gave me some pointers on how I could structure the the email a little better. Oh, that's pretty good. Of, yeah, so I appreciated that. But I appreciate any feedback or any response really from anyone in I regards to that sort of stuff. I've seen your Reddit. I've seen like how you, you respond to like all <laughs> your audience. It's actually like inspiring. And, and I think it's almost like necessary, especially as a solo dev, you, you have to be there with every single one of your community members and, and work with them through their hard times. Well, yeah, man. Well, I didn't really expect ever anyone to ever play the game to be honest like i wasn't making it for anyone else i was just sort of messing around learning programming and building something to mess around in hmm. and by the time it got to the point where people were playing it it was quite quite shocking really that anyone was even bothered playing it so if anyone had any questions anyone wanted to talk about it obviously i always have time to talk about that because it's something i spent so much time working on but didn't think anyone would be bothered with yeah and i thought that feeling might fade away but honestly it hasn't still and anyone ever messages any of the boards on my game or posts on reddit or posts on steam or tw tweets about it or whatever like you know i'm always down to talk about it you i'm always really... uh, i'm honored really that there's anyone that still cares about it so, like it's almost sold twenty thousand copies now so it's that's so it's cool. getting yeah i know it's unbelievable man yeah i um i actually saw one of your posts the other day where you were talking about changing the price and uh what i wanted to do is like that that's a big move uh in business like to to increase your price mm. that can really damage a brand and and that kind of stuff yeah. um and your post on reddit was really heartfelt and it was really it meant like i could see where you're coming from but like how did that did that change anything from from the the community did you get any negative like backlash from that none whatsoever 
That's exactly not what when, happens when you care. <laughs> yeah, no, literally. Honestly, I was so cynical going into like everything years and years ago, and I just assumed I would be getting shitty comments all the time, and I'd have to get used to it. But I have had so few like nasty comments. I've had like three or four Steam reviews that have been like bad, and like maybe one of them or two of them have been like trolls, and the others have been genuine feedback. Like I've had so few negative interactions regarding game development personally. I know that's not the case for everyone. I don't know why it's been like that, but I think it depends yeah, on your market, I... right? Like I know that if you're yeah, doing oh, oh, anything FPS, you immediately hit <laughs> teenagers, right? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. A, a, that's a, that's a good market for like financially, but you know you got to deal with like uh, trolls upon trolls. Whereas like your game, I think has a lot of uh, a lot like a lot of older kind of. A generation that have played those DOS style games and then really, really get into Mountain Blade and quite like love the two. Um, yeah. Oh my god, there's so many moments in your game that are real. I, I could see the Mountain Blade com like dialogue. <laughs> I fucking love Mountain Blade, man. I have like three thousand hours in Warband on Steam. Like, literally one of my favorite games of all time. Then a quick. I think that's the thing where you you might not even like go out of your way to emulate like the games that you love when you're working on stuff but sometimes it, it it's like subconsciously comes out like i'm sure like i wasn't trying to emulate any of king of dragon pass if you ever mm. played that no but there was good... definitely some stuff that like leaked out yeah. throughout the development where it's like influenced how i've thought about certain concepts right this is the same about music right like the music you listen to yeah, other music yeah. and it influences you i mean it is still an art form to a degree um so uh, with Mountain Blade, he's sinking so many hours into it. How do you feel about the second Mountain Blade that's come out? Oh, Bannerlord. Yeah. yeah. Nah, it's 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 great. I, I really appreciate how they're they're doing the development as well. They've they were releasing an update a day for a for a for a little while and mm. that that won over everybody. Yeah. So I, I really respect how they've dealt with it. I think Tailwell's had has had a difficult position where they've they're dealing with a really big hyped fan base and you can f destroy your brand if you do something wrong yeah with that sort of level of interest in your game you know like if they if they released it and it underwhelmed people they could lose their their whole support base do you know what i mean and you people have seen it happen with loads of things so yeah. i think they were they were probably nervous about the release but they've done really really well and they they were I mean, they were, yeah, it was buggy as hell when they first released it, but it's, it's early access, so it's to be expected. It was literally the first build they've put live, yeah. and they've, they've been putting stuff right every day. Yeah, they've... So they've, they've, they've there's a lot of improvements, definitely, on, on Warband. Yeah, for sure. They're, they're, I, I mean, I like it. I've, I used sunk so many hours into Mountain Blade, so sinking hours into this was the same. Um, but I, yeah. I didn't have as many bugs as uh, some of the other people that had it. Um, but oh, I was man, I crashed all the time. Oh, did you? <laughs> I had like about fifty crashes in like my my time I was playing. It has not crashed on me at all. Oh, not a single time. Me, I, I think so. You I are should, the one. I should sell my computer. <laughs> I'll be like Buy a lottery ticket. <laughs> should. So then, okay. So you get this negative comment from from these people, and uh, how did how did you tackle it? Did you you know? Well, yeah. It's, I don't know, man. I mean, to be honest. Most of the comments I've had that they, I'd say they fall into maybe three categories. So you get like straight up troll comments where there's nothing at all. They, it's just an insult or it's just something, whatever. I've had a handful of those, but I mean, just don't reply. I mean, if it's like racist or something like that, then just just ban them. Don't even reply. Hmm. But you know, if it's if it's just a generic troll comment, whatever, it's not even worth replying to. But 
sometimes people people might come in with quite a troll angle, but in what they're saying, there's still actually valid criticism. And they've been offended or upset by the fact that something isn't in the game or it doesn't function as well as it could or whatever. Yeah. But that but it's still valid criticism from someone who's paid for the game. Do you mm. know what I mean? And and deserves to enjoy the game. So I try and reply more to that than maybe the context in which they've said it. Sure. And try and address it, man. Like if, if someone's got an issue in my game and it's something that I can resolve, then that's the that's the goal, man. I don't want anyone to not be able to enjoy it. You know what I mean? Especially if they've paid for it. They 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 either need the the thing fixed or they get the refund. Hmm. Yeah, yes. I saw your refund policy as well because you were very much like, if you don't like my game, that's fine. Like, <laughs> get your money back. Yeah, well, I mean, Steam's good for that anyway. You get, I think, if you've got less than two hours playtime and you've had it for less than two weeks, I believe hmm. you automatically can get a refund for any game you've you've got. So, Steam's policy, not mine. Like, but it's a good one to be honest. Yeah, it's fair. It makes sense. You yeah, know. I but I Definitely. find like. like Oh, sorry. No, no, go on, mate, go on. I was just, I feel like you shouldn't be able to make a comment unless you played a certain amount of hours as well. <laughs> yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? But I mean, then you might have some people who've maybe played it for like half an hour and they're just mired with technical difficulties and mm. they don't want to sit in the game for two hours so that they can leave a comment. Yeah, you know I mean? so yeah, that's true. It's difficult. So, but yeah, you do get, I think I did have one comment one time and the guy had like literally played like 10 minutes of it and said there's no content in this game. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> uh, I, play, I played it for for an hour i think and at first i was only going to play it for 10 minutes i was like i'll just while, I, while i'm waiting for unity to load i'll just put, jump, jump it on for 10 minutes and then i was like all right why can't i kill these bandits damn it i need more men i literally sunk an hour precious hour and i was just sitting there like getting so distracted um no it's a great game um so, uh, is there any other kind of game on the horizon? Are you looking at building something else? Or you, yeah, man, yeah. I, I mean, to be honest, I, I don't think about it at all at the moment. Like because I, I really want to focus on getting Warsome out of early access. Hmm. But I do have a far off looming plan for a, a future game that I'm, I'm really excited about the potential of. Because it's not going to be a text-based game. That's going to ask. So I'm actually going to enter the real world of game development and have access to like a real market and to th- yeah, like I mean, to 3D. Could, who knows? No way. Yeah, the real, the real world, man. The real world. There'll be dimensions and shit. It's gonna be wild. Um, I'm, I'm basically going to do a rehash, hopefully, of, of one of my older text-based games, but do it in a more 3D sort of environment, I suppose. Yeah, but I don't have a lot of experience with that sort of stuff, so I'm probably gonna, I don't know, I have to figure some stuff out. Yeah, in that regard. Well, you... I imagine it's gonna be the toughest thing I've ever done for sure, but I'm excited for it. So, like, all right. So, how do you manage all <laughs> just your text-based game? Because I've never written, uh, you know, in in straight C plus uh, plus. So, how do you manage your code? How do you manage your, your versions? How does it stay clean? <laughs> like, my code's messy. At yeah, no, I've... it's it's not good. I'm not gonna lie, it's not good. <laughs> you, you're talking to the guy that learned C plus plus from YouTube tutorials. Do you know what I mean, like, my 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 code is not good. It's not clean. <laughs> is but, there like no comments? Yeah, no, yeah, just shitty comments everywhere and stuff that I don't like I'm looking through it sometimes and I end up somewhere that that I haven't seen in ages that I was coding like four years ago and I'm like what the fuck does this do (laughs) 
Yes. And I'm having to like reverse engineer my code to try and like, because I need to fix something or do something in this field, in this yeah. area. And I'm like, what the hell? How does this work? And I have to like mess around with it and reverse engineer it to figure out how this shit works. Yeah. So, yeah, it's 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 not great, but. I've definitely learned more as I've been working on it. I think as you as you're developing games, you, you definitely upskill yourself throughout the development of any any project. Yeah, I mean you got it. Like you got it. Like survive game jam or something. That's yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I um I think it's like a very obscure understanding about non-clean code from from uh like software developers to coming into this world because as as solo game developers, you've got to do everything. So if yeah. In a day, you might spend two hours marketing or going through Reddit and replying to comments, and and then you might have a bunch of emails you got to send, and then you still got fit time in to develop, and then go out and make money to keep yourself alive. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, that's a lot. Oh man! Yeah, man. All right. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to go through what I call a debug round. It's a series of short, random questions. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you. You've just got to first thing that comes to your head. Like All right. You ready? Let's go for it. All right. I'm ready. Is cereal soup? What is that? Is cereal, like, your cereal that you eat? Oh, it's it, cereal it, soup. Yeah. Fuck. Um, n- yes. Why? <laughs> Why is it soup? I, I don't know, man. I didn't think that far. I just... <laughs> just, yes, um, let's go with it. All right. Yeah, let's... Let... Just roll. Okay. Just roll. All right. What secret conspiracy would you like to start? Ooh. Um that Boris Johnson, the Prime Minister of the UK, has four testicles. <laughs> just... You broke me. What? I love it. <laughs> All right. I'll see if I can get a hashtag starting. Um, <laughs> we'll what... get there, man. We'll get it. What's the most ridiculous fact you know? Oh, I don't know. Um, damn. Oh, that Boris Johnson has four testicles. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Pass it on. Tell everyone. Hashtag four testicles. <laughs> That's it. I'm making it. All right. In 40 years from now, what will be nostalgic? Oh, um, breathing good air, probably. I don't know. No, that's how we go. To be, to be fair, we're, we're moving in the right way with environmental stuff, I suppose. Well, especially with the coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every everything's everyone's indoors now, right? Um, yeah, man. Probably that. If animals could talk, which would be the rudest? Ooh. Maybe like sloths or something, man. They'd just be like, man, fuck off. I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> just <laughs> an epically slow. <laughs> just fuck off. You leave me alone, dude. All right. In one sentence, how would you sum up the internet? <laughs> Porn and other miscellaneous stuff. Yep. How many chickens would it take to kill an elephant? Ooh. Hmm. I don't know. Like 300? <laughs> that like a good number. <laughs> just a good number, right? Yeah. That's just packing away. The elephant's like, ah! Pumping them, squiffing them up. Star Wars style going for the legs. Like. <laughs> yeah, they're wrapping them around. Oh. Just dead chickens everywhere, man. Four last questions. What's something people seem to misunderstand about you? I don't know. I don't know what they understand or don't, to be honest. <laughs> uh, what's uh, What are you curious about right now? 
when this fucking COVID shit's going to end, man. Yeah, that, that's fair. that I would love to know. Yeah, I mean, it's shit, like WA, that's going to end soon. They reckon we're we're already starting to do like um, uh, what is it called? <laughs> People coming back out. Like <laughs> you're allowed to come out a lot more. I don't know what it's called. Anyway, yeah. Quick tangent. Uh, what's something you failed at? College. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> uh, last one. What is something you regretted saying in this podcast? Ooh. I don't know. I mean, are we allowed to swear? Because I feel like I've already... Yeah, why not? Like... I, that one. I haven't, like... Said we, we can't. <laughs> nah, man, I, I got no regrets. That's awesome. So I... Swinging back into to warism and and going through it, um, I kind of want to know, um, really, like, what do you think the best marketing has been for you? Um, and, yeah, and what would you avoid? in the f- That's a good one. Um, yeah, best marketing. I mean, to be honest, I haven't had any, like, knockout amazing moments that have, like, changed everything. But... I found that it's 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 a sort of scattergun approach that has been the best one to be honest. So so trying everything, it's trial trial and error. And obviously like you might spend some time posting on some forums and tweeting at some people and writing some articles on Medium and sharing them around on Reddit and whatever, like loads of different things. And some of those things might not work and some of them might but I found that honestly just trial and error, trying as much as possible and, and iterating from it, reading what other people are doing and that that's definitely the best way to do it and keep on top of things. So what's, sure. what's something that you would just like tell everyone not to do? You're like, this is this is totally a failure. Yeah, don't don't just spam links to your game in places where people don't want that. Yeah, quick, it note doesn't to work. Self, don't spam. <laughs> <laughs> you, you sometimes on, on, on like the game dev subreddit, for example, is is one. Yeah. That's that's game developers. That's not like customers do you know what i mean so you see a post and it's just a link to a game people are going to downvote it you might get banned mm. so i think that if you're going to post on something like reddit you want to read the rules of every subreddit get to know it and, and understand what sort of stuff that people want to see there and deliver that kind of content in, yeah. in a way that tasteful i suppose if it's regarding your game but yeah don't be a spammer basically so on that, like I, I've been looking at the gaming subreddit a lot, and I've realized the top subs, uh, the top yeah Reddit posts are usually ones of just like beautiful, um, yeah aesthetics, like or yeah. some someone's yeah. giving something away for free, or uh, it's some sort of ridiculously impressive mechanic. Uh, how did you find? Did you find any success on that gaming subreddit being? I honestly haven't had any success on the actual like gaming subreddit, which is the biggest one. Yeah. Because to be honest, the best stuff that the good things on there are, are things like gifs and things like that. They do really well, mm. but you can't really make a gif out of uh, a text-based game. So I haven't really had any luck, and there's not going to like any still images. But that, that's an advantage of anyone who does have the ability to do sort of anything like that. Is if you can make some good gifs, some entertaining things, good content, like people people love that on those sort of subreddits. Yeah. I mean, look at the Goose Game, the Untitled Goose Game. Like that's sold itself so yeah. well really hasn't it yeah because it's it's so easy to to make gifs of and make memes of make videos of and stuff yeah same as shotgun sh- shotgun farmers that's like nuts in it when it look up on tiktok uh, if you ever go to tiktok, TikTok yeah go to tiktok go to go to hashtag hashtag unity uh unity 3d or uh 
What else did he have? Hashtag indie game. And the top, like, t- six to 12 posts or whatever is all his game is Shotgun Farmers. And his, yeah, like, yeah and it's nuts, right? He's done so well uh, just capitalizing on this um, market. But TikTok's a really good one if you're, you should, uh, it would work really well for TechSpace as well. Yeah, no, I've never, never looked at that actually. But I mean, there's so many things, isn't there? Really, you can use anything, well, TikTok, anything that Twitter. connects people. Yeah, yeah, with all the social medias. That's wild. Yeah, I mean, he like he's already capitalized on like all of the top sub. Like, <laughs> it's just his videos all at the top. It's crazy. Oh, Amazing. All right, I've got one more thing. Um, Go for is, it. This is my uh, last topic. It's called early early release. Uh, all right, you've been tasked to come up with an idea of a game that can be built in a weekend. All right. Ooh. Yeah. Now I'm not going to give you any boundaries. It's just what would the game be? How would it play? It would probably play pretty badly if it was made in a weekend. <laughs> I, I have no idea. Honestly. Nothing that like. I don't know. <laughs> never, I don't normally work within those restraints. My brain is is not like a weekend you're like over the next like four years (laughs) yeah exactly like a like what game jam sort of games isn't it man where they do that sort of speedy stuff so impressed though with what people manage to do in those time periods oh it's crazy such a testament to the creativity of the game dev community like what people are able to achieve yeah well like those hey there's shotgun farmers thing man 98 percent positive on steam that's impressive. Yeah, so not only like oh, it mind blowing as well, right? He he yeah. nailed it in. So so yeah. I watched his story, and he said that he basically uh, reached out to an already existing following that he must be in some uh, a pretty established community, and then he pulled from that community, created his game in three months. Um, Fuck off! Early three months, yeah, three months. Early released it. Right then, it went nuts onto YouTube because he already had a community that were pushing it. So it went nuts on YouTube, and then he somehow got into. I, I might be butchering the story, but he's got his thing on YouTube. If you want to check yeah. it out, paraphrasing. Yeah, yeah. And then he went on to TikTok, and now he's like, because of his already existing following, he's dominated TikTok. And then he's yeah, it's he's just wild. Uh, so. Okay, so- I mean, getting it, getting being visible is one thing, but having people actually rate it really highly as well shows that it's worth it. Do you know what I mean? So, well, he did a similar thing to to what you have done in a different way. He took a, an idea uh, from a community that was established. You created a community, but what I've realized with games that get the highest ratings um, that aren't AAA games uh, always tend to have that community driven development. So, anyway, food for thought. I mean, it, it, it makes sense, man. It's definitely a, an addition, isn't it? If anyone wants to get involved, like... Do you reckon um, you could take... Do you reckon the... Once Warism goes full release, would that? do you feel like that will be able to fund you in your uh, endeavours to make more games in the future? I mean, it is, it's doing fine at the moment, like, to be honest, and it's not even released yet. But yeah, I mean, I'm always. I feel like I'm probably gonna try and continually work on it mm. as long as I can, even once it's released. So maybe if it's like a once in a month update or something like that, keep in touch with it. Like, cause I, I don't know, man, it still keeps people there. Do you know what I mean? It still still keeps it relevant. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, man. I, I I don't see any reason why it wouldn't sort of stay somewhat alive. Yeah. For a, a fair while. I mean, it's been going for since it's been on Steam. I think 2017. 
there's not been really many days where it hasn't sold a handful of copies That's and, awesome. and it seems to be getting a bit more over time like yeah. it's, it's it's doing better this year than it did last year and stuff so it's it's, it's awesome to see it's that's, hard. So cool. <laughs> that's so cool I feel, I feel confident with it you know than i did before yeah dude i love it man thank you so much for for being on this uh this podcast especially the first one uh it's always a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. the after podcast show Warism is, I just, I, whenever I see DOS based games, I'm always skeptical, but Warism was genuinely really awesome and it's connected me to so much Mountain Blade. I did lose twice. I will, I've got this strategy. I don't want you to tell me if it's bad or not, but my theory is okay. I get a loan. I get as many men as I can for my loan. And then I, because you can, I'm only like an hour in. Can you get land in any other way other than buying and killing, uh, taking over? Um, nah, I don't know. I mean, you can you can get land from from a bunch of different groups, um, yeah. and you can buy it off them if they've got like merchant leaders and stuff. But I, I'm pretty sure that's the only way. But this, yeah. I always, this always happens, man. Like, I can't remember features in my game because there's there's so many <laughs> like obscure so, ones. That is so. I remember I was attacking this faction one time when I was playtesting, and they were on like what their last land, right? And they are like my arch nemesis. They got like a minus hundred relation with me or something. And I was about to attack the land, and I got a notification and a new screen, and it was just like they've burned their land to ru- to ruin because they they'd rather not have they'd rather destroy themselves than you take their land. And I was like, what the hell is that? And that then I remembered so- like, oh yeah, I did that like four years ago. Wow, that is so cool. Oh, God, man. This is totally off guard. This is like your game is such like a like hidden gems everywhere. You're just like doing something random, and then and then all these things happen. You're like, what, what's going on? It's ah, I love it. I I truly, honestly love your game, and I, I honestly think I'll be sinking some more hours into it. Um, uh, it means a lot, man. Much appreciated. Well, thanks for being on my show, and uh, hopefully, I can chat with you again and see how you. Yeah, hundred percent, man. Hundred percent. I'd love to come back in the future man i have to get this shotgun farmers go though i want to know what he's doing i, I just it's so like he just honestly look at it. if you get the chance download tiktok go to hashtag indie games and see his there's, there's an asparagus sniper in yeah. the screenshot man like so the concept is clever right you you shoot you grow your own ammo so you have to shoot your gun into the ground and it grows like ammo and then you farm your ammo <laughs> and then you shoot people, right? Oh, God, there's a corn on the cob Tommy gun, man. <laughs> this is amazing. Yeah, so he, he's been developing it for three years, like similar timeline to you, but... Um, uh... Made a lot more money than me, though. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> but, like, uh, he, you know, I think uh, niche games, like Dust-Star games versus FPS games, like his is <laughs> FPS low uh low entry for for computer um specifics uh and it's silly which means that lots of memes come out like he basically just nailed the the 18 to 23 year old market like (laughs) yeah man so it looks great though overwhelmingly positive so it was a good uh good spot to be in for any game on steam so yeah that's impressive yeah very impressive I thought you like that a little bit. Of- I think that sells it, man, as well. When you when you see a, when you're looking at a game that you might buy, 
if it's got like a really good re review rating on Steam, that mm. almost tells you all you need to know. You don't even need to read anything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Usually. Like, if, if you know it's something that you might be interested in, whereas if you see it's got like 50%, yeah. you know, it's like mixed. You're like, ooh. Yeah. Don't you, know. you read the Probably reviews. Gonna... Yeah. yeah it's, it's I... scathing. Like, popcorn eating time. I always go reviews. through, like, oh, sorry. No, yeah, go on, go on. I, like, always go through the reviews and just see, like, uh, you know, if the negative comments are something that would bug me. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you if you can relate, or if this person's an asshole. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That sums it up. So that's awesome, man. Thank you so much. Like, it's been Jake. Yeah, it's truly inspirational to talk to someone uh, like yourself because you you know you have a lot of things that I think solo game developers like myself really resonate with, like you've developed a community, you've, you've slugged it out, you've done everything you can to, to get it out there. And it's just phenomenal to like, yeah, man, a couple of, couple of years grinding, man. That's, that's what that's come from. <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah. mean, but it's just awesome. Like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm like, yeah, just mind blowing, especially DOS. I think that's what, what, uh, when I first, um, so your game and I reached out to you and um and I was kind of like thinking in my uh, I read your post about your story and I was thinking in my head like this guy has brought a DOS game in this world of you know triple A realistic graphics <laughs> yeah <laughs> and and made you know what yeah, fifty thousand sales at the time you've gone up to twenty thousand sales you've made a living right like it, it yeah man yeah i'm 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 surviving right now on on the game more or less that's just ah uh, i can't even <laughs> and like yeah you actually you were the inspiration to me starting you and um i watched this video that was like basically don't give up and i was like you, you know you too i was like i've got to make a podcast and talk to solo game developers and find out like you know well, I guess motivate me to keep working on <laughs> my game. Yeah, man. Well, hey, hit me up when you get your game done, though, man. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a while. <laughs> I have a child, so, and I have another one on the way, so it takes me a while to... 125. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll speak to you in... That's man. But four, four or five years, then then you'll be golden. Yeah, that's it. But I've got you on Discord now, so I'll sh if I'm uh, playing Mountain Blade or anything... I haven't played multiplayer Mountain Blade, though. I'm... Yeah, man. Me, me neither. I, I'm, actually, I played Mountain Blade like uh, Warband multiplayer one time with my yeah. friend. Yeah. And for a joke, I set my name to Buy Warsim, and I got banned within two seconds. And it was the only <laughs> server. <laughs> so, <laughs> my friend was like, "Are you sure you should do this?" Uh, I was like, "Ah, who, it's, it's, it's fucking banter, isn't it? Like, okay, yeah. it's literally two seconds in the server. Some guy with a horse rode past, and I got banned." Wow. So. so yeah, no, so I, I haven't played uh, online Mountain Blade Warband. No, I didn't, like, I was, uh, I don't know. I, I play it because of the this kingdom building element of it. Yeah, same. I, the single player Mountain Blade is fantastic, to yeah. be honest. It's so good. I don't, so, like, there's a lot of people that are playing the multiplayer now and they're recording and they're uploading. I don't get it. I just, I don't see how that's, like, more appealing than playing, what's that, um... Mo Moad or Mohad or how it's pronounced. God damn that medieval game where the the fighting is realistic. Anyway, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I guess to each their own, isn't it? 
So do you, wait, do you focus on building your own kingdoms, or do you join as a lord, or how do you play? So, so I all, I have. This is sad. I've never joined as a lord. Oh, never. Okay. I don't, that's cool. I don't know. I, I just love the idea of just starting something, building it up, and then destroying everyone else. Yeah, it, it's it's difficult though, man. From from the early stages, start trying to start your own shit. You've got to get lucky and find like a weak fortress or. Because you, you, you've got to lump all your men around with you, haven't you? Until yeah. you actually have a place to put them, unless you're a lord and you get given something. Yeah, but... that, that's it. So what I do, my strategy is, I, especially in the second one, I, I do all the quests so you can get the higher level men. And then right. I, I just I find out what um, base is being at, like in war, so where the, where the wars are happening. And then I just go f- follow wherever their kingdom is leading. <laughs> Wait for them to destroy something. Uh, and then wait a bit because they're obviously nearby. Then they leave, yeah. and they usually only leave like fifty, sixty men in there. And then I just declare war on them and take over that kingdom, <laughs> <laughs> and then hope that they don't send that massive army of like eight hundred people back to take it back from you. Yeah, that's it. Well, I've noticed that in, especially in the second one. In the first one, um, uh, they'd be at war with you for ages, and they'd be pissed off with you right. for ages. Um, yeah. And now in the second one. You, they come up to you and they're like, "Hey, we're going to declare war." And I'm like, "All right." And then uh, I go, "Hey, let's let's have peace." And they go, "Okay, what are you willing to give me?" And I go, "Will you take a horse?" And they go, "Yeah, we'll take a horse." <laughs> I'm like, "All right, big damn good horse." <laughs> yeah, I know. And I'm like, "Okay, this is easy." So I think they they hopefully they fixed it. Um, I haven't actually been on in the last yeah. couple of weeks. Oh man, I had a, when I was playing Bannerlord, man, I had this bug, and I captured a city. I can't remember which city it was. And it was the first city I'd captured, so I was like, yeah. It was like the yeah. same story, right? Like they, they, it was like barely garrisoned, and I was like, now's my time to shine. So me and my went walked in, but it was still a tough fight, and we took it. And then I tried to enter the city, and the game crashed. Oh no! Yeah, so I loaded it back up, and I hadn't it like the city wasn't mine anymore. It like reverted back to a little bit before the battle, and I was like, damn it! And I tried to siege it again, and I failed, and I just couldn't win. And I, I literally had to do it four times. And finally captured it again. And this time I was like, fuck you. So I saved right before I walked into the city. Yeah. And then it crashed again. Yeah. So I uh, I had to walk. I, I eventually, like, I think I walked away and waited in a nearby village. They came and took their town back. And then I went and took it back off them again. And then it was fine. <laughs> I had to, like, figure out a way to not crash so I could enter my town. So th- that, I think that was, like, very, very early on in uh, when Mountain Blade went live. So did you? Are you... still a couple of things. Uh, did you siege then? Did you actually go? You went into siege combat, right? Like, and the AI, yeah, yeah, yeah. the AI worked. Oh no, it was amazing. So the, <laughs> I don't know if it's still in the game, but I, I wish they didn't remove it. Um, if I, I don't know what happened, but I put up a ladder and I was climbing up, and I got halfway up this ladder. I told them my men to stay at the bottom, and then they couldn't reach me. The people on the wall, so they started climbing down the ladder, but they can't hit you when they're climbing down the ladder. So they're just like ass in my face. And I was axing them. And then another one would come down. And I took down maybe like 50 men from where they're just like reversing down to like. <laughs> it was surreal. It was so stupid. But it was amazing. I, I'm just laughing, chopping these people up. I'm going to try uh, that. Oh, they probably fixed that. There's probably something fixed. They may have patched it by now because this would have been a couple of weeks back. But yeah, that was definitely the highlight of my Mountain Blade experience. That's awesome. Yeah, my, like whenever I tried to siege a castle, I'd send. I'd, like start and then everyone would automatically start moving. I'm like, I don't want you to move. I want the archers to just fire. And that, but yeah, just just 
help them. Yeah, but then they'd all start moving, and then they would all get stuck on the ladders themselves, and then just get stabbed from the guys at the top. And I was like, oh, this is oh, so much better now, though, that you can actually move through your troops, and you yeah. don't get like logged in between them, like in in Warband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, that's so annoying. Uh, like, there's, there's been a lot of good improvements, man. It's it's good to see that they've they've done a lot of good stuff. Like, I actually quite like the um. I think some of the stuff that was in Warband hasn't really changed in Bannerlord, but they've made it more visible. Mm. Like the the trade mechanics in towns. Like if you sit in a town now in in Bannerlord, you can see the the stuff that's being brought in. You can see like oh they've sold this and bought that and all the caravans and stuff. And it was the same in Warband, but it just was so invisible as a feature that you couldn't really see or appreciate it. But they've made it much much more visible now, much better in my opinion. Yeah, I think it's really so. awesome. To see everything functioning, all the all the cogs turning in the world. Have you um? Have you ever tried playing as a trade caravan? Yeah, man. I, <clears throat> I there was a a Mountain Blade Warband mod. Um, I think Star Wars Conquest. It was called. Oh, yeah. If you've ever played that, yeah, amazing, so cool. Um, and that was the only one I've ever really properly pursued, like a trade thing, and because I would identify planets, like the villages that mm. were the best sort of places for certain resources, and then go in the other, the other part of the map. Just develop like a repeated trade route. That's awesome. Make that money. Well, yeah, it's such a good game though. The way it allows you to do so many things like that, like, gotta be commended, man. Yeah, because it offers so many. Yeah, I, I think it's a, it's a completely branching narrative, isn't it? Where like whatever you choose to do, the world like the world doesn't revolve around you. Yeah, it's a bit like D and D in that respect. Like, yeah, the world yeah. like uh, at least the way that I DM right, is I create the world and the world moves. And it's if you kill a village, there'll be a, a repercussion for you killing a village. If you left the village, someone else might kill it. Like it, it's not, you know. Yeah, it's not about you. Still exists. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, good. man, awesome. Well, I think it's quite unique, man. Um, not so linear. Ah oh, man, I could talk about Mountain Blade all day. I'm just like starting to tangent. <laughs> I'm starting into the Mountain Blade podcast, the Mountain Blade fan. Podcast. I'm like, I'm, I'm a... out to tail worlds. Hey, dude, I'm keen. Right? If you hit me up, you're like, hey, let's do a Mountain Blade game dev podcast. I'd be down for that. <laughs> um, no, what I was gonna say is, have you ever played D and D? Um, like I've played a few one shots with people, but not like properly. All right. All right. I, I appreciate the indie though. I know. I know about it. One day, uh, I'm what I'm going to try and do, especially because you seem. I reckon you'd like my DM style. I'll um, I'll reach out to you. I want to try and reach out to some of the solo game developers that I get on the podcast and Ooh. and uh, have a D and D session with them. But this a is gigantic cross globe D and D. Yeah, that's a hope. Hopefully, we can yeah. organize a time because everyone's <laughs> well, well, <laughs> it's like... time zones. Yeah. <laughs> Some it's of us. Weird, it's, it's bizarre that it it can be two different times at once, and like that catches me, man. That that tr that trips me out when you think about it. Like the the same time that some people are waking up, other people are going to bed. Like yeah, it's it's normal, but like I don't know, man. I think it's like think it, gravity. It's a it's a combination of what was it? I remember here like reading about this. Um, if if we ever hang out more in the future you'll understand i just read about random dumb shit all the time but um yeah it's something to do with because because uh melatonin is adjusted by sun and temperature and gravity so you basically have a certain amount of melatonin in your body and it increases and the more it increases i think the more it increases the more tired you get um and that is affected by the sun time uh, 
temperature and gravity. Anyway, and that's why. So in reality, time is a construct that humans have created. So time doesn't exist. There is no form of time. Things progress, but we constructed time. This could be... Well, we've constructed linear time, haven't we? But it's yeah. not like the concept of of time, I suppose, isn't linear. In that like every object, every like atom has its own time yeah I suppose. yeah yeah and you know weird, though. It's a weird thing i think that what human beings do really well is slap names onto things <laughs> yes. and then we never think about them again like you just say oh that giant ball of fire up there is the sun <laughs> and then you don't think about the fact that there's a gigantic ball of fire that you're revolving around at like a fucking million miles per hour because it's just got a name yeah you know what i mean like i think we do that with everything we hyper normalize everything by just giving it a name yeah i mean isn't, you know that, I mean? isn't that the problem with food right now it's like oh it's meat Although, no, that's beef. And I'm like, no, that's a cow. No, that's a horse. <laughs> <laughs> Something had yeah. to die to give you that. And people are like, oh, okay. Yeah. I don't mean to go onto that tangent. Yeah. But... Oh, no, yeah, no. It's, it's, it's definitely fucked, the, the whole meat thing. Well, I think, I think again, that's something that we, like, I mean, I eat meat, but yeah, so do I. I don't know. It's, it's one of those things, though, still where, like, you don't, you don't really, it's not apparent that something is dead you mm. don't think about it it's you're not made to think about it do you know what i mean yeah like whereas if you were hunting you had to kill that thing you know that something died do you know yeah. what i mean like it it's weird you see it you usually then cut it up and skin it like you go through that whole process so it's kind of like yeah. you you're aware that this thing is yeah but like hyper normalizing is exactly that right it's taking those concepts and then saying that's oh, fine yeah man yeah stripping away the the merits of something and and that's how we Even end up it. with what is it like more cow that we 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 over we grow so much grain just to feed the cows to feed us with meat <laughs> like <laughs> uh, the world's beautifully corrupt we'll get there man we'll get the 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 lab grown meat that that'll be the next one right yeah. algae you seen about that yeah they're doing it here it... really I, I i don't know actually i don't this might be two different tangents T tell me about the lab-grown meat. Oh, I, I, I'm not. I'm not working in the labs. I don't actually know much about it. I just know that there is like there is a concept of lab-grown meat. I mean, I don't know if I'd be the first one to eat it, but I'll, if, I'll if it was literally, I mean, if it was, if it tasted a little bit different, but it was definitely like not going to make you grow an extra arm or wake up and your eyes falling out or something, then I'm I'm going to eat that. Like that's fine. Yeah, they're working on this algae tablet. Uh, I think it's still being in thing anyway so basically you take it and it meets all your new like nutrients. it meets yeah uh, <laughs> <Damn> it. <laughs> i didn't mean to do a pun oh. <laughs> yes it meets all your <laughs> damn all right but yeah it hits all your new your nutrients so like all you need to do is take a tablet a day which is kind of depressing but um yeah no that, that would suck man that would suck because they're working on like we're, we're you know eight we have eight billion people in this world we're going to be overpopulated soon so we're going to have too many people that we won't be able to feed all of them um unless we cha massively change and as you know about the or, world or colonize other planets yes well there's happening like okay <laughs> ship off four billion people <laughs> they're doing that with uh, mars would, aren't would, they would you do that like if if they were able to set up these facilities on other planets would you move to another planet or would you wait until like, because let, let's say you couldn't come back, right? Mm. And there was going to be a couple of million people that were going over and they were like, hey, would you like to go to Mars? You'll get a house. You'll you'll get your universal basic income. 
And yeah, there's not going to be a lot of shops, but you know, there's going to be or, or things to do. <laughs> I, I mean, you're exploring a new frontier, but it could just be rocks everywhere, <laughs> like, and that's it. Just on Mars. So, it's like, yeah, man. <laughs> I think, like, I'm going to go rock walking today, <laughs> every day for the rest of your life. Part of me thinks it would be awesome, right? Like, you know, imagine being the first game developer in Mars. Like, well, imagine being yeah. like the first, I don't know, person on Mars. But then, well, not like the first, because I'd send a whole bunch of scientists and stuff over before you. <laughs> <laughs> but first, then... we sent the game developers, then we sent the scientists. <laughs> well, the game developers are expendable. <laughs> like, yeah, no. they'll they'll come up with obscure mechanics and eventually permadeath themselves off the planet <laughs> right. i think um i think uh what what's going to be interesting is the rise of um the uh, i don't know what you call it but dream state dream state gaming and dream state tv so netflix is working on it so netflix's biggest comp- whoa, whoa, whoa. netflix is working on on dream state dream tv yeah, yeah. So, I mean, at least they've, like, you know, this could just be, like, online gossip kind of stuff. But uh, their biggest competitor is people sleeping. Uh, they, uh, you know, they have... Yeah. <laughs> so, when you think about it, like... sponsored by caffeine. Yeah. So, there's, as far as what I could see online, there, there's... Uh, research and development teams working on ways to let you watch content while you sleep. Um, now, when you think about what Nintendo's working on, which they, they had stuff like early, early stuff ages ago where they had the head sensors on where you could think and a character would move and that kind of stuff. And I don't know if they'll just put those two together and we have literally yeah. every Matrix anime, like... <laughs> yeah, if they could, like, force lucid dreams, but you could choose them, that'd be cool. That's would be like the most realistic gaming man. But then people would, if they made it really good, people would just want to sleep all the time. But that's it. I mean, and then you got to think about the extra value of it. It's like, can you learn in your dream state? And if you can, then you would be. Oh, that's true. That's true. And even can if you, you retain those memories. Yeah. Even if you can't, you could still be productive. But now we're talking about 24 hour workers. Yeah. But I mean, also, I'm not really sure how, like, maybe there's, a, there's an essential reason that you don't like memorize all your dreams and all that sort of stuff because mm. maybe your brain can't or maybe your brain shouldn't do you know what i mean so it's so, interesting to see the first maybe maybe they accidentally cause the zombie apocalypse man by uh making dream gaming that would be so... people people stuck in a state where they can't come out of their their dream video game so they're walking around like a zombie in real life or something man. Oh, you man. never know there's this book is it a book or a game uh i'm sorry a book or comic i should find out my wife told me about it but basically um everyone i think it's a book everyone's like kind of this zombie and they're a zombie from like the last thing that they've done so they're not aggressive they won't attack you but they and they're not uh everlasting so they're just decaying humans and they're just like on their like so if you're the last kind of things that you were doing you're on your phone you they just like have their phone they're just tapping their phone even if it's not doing anything or for us we'll probably be at the computer just like like real life yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh brilliant love it uh, so true it's all those pictures on the trains and everyone's just like <laughs> I, I joke but that's me because I'm usually like watching YouTube tutorials oh, yeah, no, like... <laughs> it's everyone it's all of us everybody everybody's uh, hooked on those things yeah I'm, I'm hypocritical as well because my son he's only two and a half but like we watch 
uh, I'll let him watch like half an hour of TV, and I'm like, no more TV, it rusts your brain. And I'm there like, <laughs> and go and do a marathon. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> but I'm like, I don't get cranky after I watch a marathon of TV. He does. So, yeah, that's fair. Get a run up. Dude, I love that. I've been looking at your mural on the wall behind you. That is like oh, yeah, man. amazing. Did you paint that or? Okay. No, no, no. No, I got it from Redbubble, man, I think, or some one of those uh, print on demand. I like uh, like trippy, vibrant landscapes, man. It's so good. It's awesome. I yeah, keep like, cool. as I'm talking to you, I'm like, fuck, man, that's so awesome. I'm, I should <laughs> probably get something more than just a, a dinosaur and a, <laughs> and a nipple sticker. So <laughs> do you want a nipple sticker? I'll, I'll, I can send you one. Yeah, yeah. Just mail it across the ocean, man. No, I will. You Check it out. That. I'll send you one. As a legit nipple st- how do you have that all right i'll tell you a story uh i i create random shit right all the time ideas and okay. stuff um and i'm working on this i worked on this idea because i really wanted to do something for breast cancer i don't know why i just felt like uh i was just reading something and i was like oh, i have to do something for breast cancer awareness i have to and um i created this website and it's called slip the nip uh <laughs> yeah and basically all it is, is you, you need to get Janet Jackson on board with that. <laughs> I do, I do. I should send no one. <laughs> but basically, you it, it's free, right? So you send these nipple stickers to anyone in the world, and they get this letter saying, "Hey," uh, to their name, and it says uh, in the mail, like this letter, and it says, "Hey, your nipple slipped. Here's a uh, slip the nip sticker," and and then a little bit about how it's for charity and and whatnot. Um. And then there were some ones that you could get that were like shiny and that's a shiny one. So this is a shiny one here. Um, I'm, wow. to- I'm totally going to send you your nipple. Send, send me, if you, if you feel comfortable, send me an address and I'll send you a nipple sticker. Um, <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, so it went really well. It started going a bit viral, right? So every person that sent a sticker, two more people would send a sticker. But here's what, what happened. What killed the idea was uh, postage is expensive. <laughs> so... <laughs> I was paying locally a dollar per per letter, uh, and then uh, then this lovely lady, really lovely lady, she sent thirty of them to the UK, and I went, ah, oh, it's three dollars Aussie a letter, and I was just like, oh man, I can't afford this. <laughs> like, well, not just as this, and it, like I was getting, it started off as two a day, and then it went to like ten a day, and I was like. Um, and when she sent 30 to the UK... Um, so, when they send them, they don't pay for them? Uh, so, she paid for, like, there's, like, upgraded ones, and you can pay for the upgraded ones. Mm. Uh, silly me didn't think about how expensive postage was, so I didn't put a <laughs> price of postage. I was like, no, there shouldn't be any cost of postage. Just send a sticker. Anyway, yeah, so when it hit the UK, it went massive. It was insane. Like, the, each person tried to send it to, like... 10 different people in america and i was like no i'm I'm shutting this down i can't i can't do this so i found out recently hong kong has cheap postage so i might uh it might be revived either way you're getting a nipple sticker (laughs) that's that's my token of you coming onto my uh my podcast everybody gets a nipple sticker if they come on this podcast i'm doing it do you want uh, do you want uh that's the guarantee that's it oh my god i love that (laughs) especially which which one do you want Oh, oh man! Oh, sorry. I'll, I'll take the the one on on the. Wait, is that that's your right? I think. 
Yeah, so this one, square. the shiny one? Yeah. All right. Yeah, yes. man. Let's go for that. Special edition nip. It's coming out of you. No. Ne- never forget the podcast. Never forgot the podcast. <laughs> now I wish I had. If I see that nipple, man, I'm going to be like, that podcast. That's it. I'll write hashtag four testicles. <laughs> yeah, we can't forget that either. We've got to, we've got to get that trending. That's it. All right. So what I'll do is I'll um I'll edit the podcast. Uh, I'll send you uh the edited version of the podcast. I'll send you the full version of the podcast, and you can just uh tell me if that there's things in there you're not comfortable with. You're like, oh, get rid of that. Um. Uh, and then if you're comfortable with both the a full version and the edited version, then we'll just release both. Uh, I usually. Nice release one and then release the other but uh, okay. i'm pretty happy to to do either so the podcast's over now is it or yeah 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 what sorry awesome yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you can let oh, down your guard <laughs> so when we said end the rest of it was just like us chatting <laughs> <laughs> yeah awesome um yeah man that no, was really really cool it was really cool i uh i appreciate you having me man Oh, dude, you're awesome. I was like, ah, oh, I, I feel like what I really want to do uh, is just like have a podcast with you one day in the future about just talking about random shit. Because I'm like, this guy is, <laughs> yeah. you are so entertaining. <laughs> I was like, oh, cheers, man. I, I'll honestly, I feel like we're mates, man. It's kind of weird. Yeah. I feel like after the initial like set few seconds, man, it's like it's like talking to your friend. Yeah, but I suppose that's the point of the podcast, isn't it? Really, that's the that's, that's what you want. Yeah, I t- yeah. like it's especially I found. Uh, I've done a few podcasts in the past, and it, it can get it can get awkward. Um, <laughs> we we interviewed this um, what was he? It was this actor for one of my podcasts, and he was he was a really famous Star Trek actor, and I did I didn't know him because I, I don't watch Star Trek, so I didn't know. But the other guy did, and oh, he found it so hard um, to be on our podcast because we were very zany, to put it politely and one of the (laughs) one of the questions my friend asked him was if you could steal a pen what color pen would you steal and he was like i'd I'd never steal a pen how dare you uh say that um we were like shit okay (laughs) moving on yep so no you're great you're yeah it was awesome i'm actually pretty stoked and i was like god i really want to do more with you but I also have to go eat some food. <laughs> oh right. yeah, same man, same. All right, lunch time, man. Um, well, yeah, it's been it's been absolutely awesome, man. We can definitely do something like this again. And uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm hyped to see it. Hyped to see it. Give me um, yeah, a few like a week probably. I'm hoping to get it done before then. And um, yeah, no worries, man. I, I'm I'm in no rush. You you do you. And then I'm gonna chuck it up on as many channels as I can. Um, uh, once you have the stuff, you can share it. Um, also, the raw content that I send you, feel free to edit it and publish it wherever you want, that kind of stuff. Sure. Sure. Well, I mean, once it's up live, wherever you, wherever your preferred sort of location is, I can share that on yeah. the various bits of the community and stuff. So Sounds good. Well, I'll, I'll put it out. Maybe I'll get more than one or two people in my solo game. <laughs> I didn't expect to get many. Uh, on, honestly, one of, the, one of the good things about about doing it with multiple game developers is assuming that most of them will share it among their communities or or at least you can you'll get people from all of those different communities that will see it and yeah as long as a couple of them stay around man you, you build up your audience that way don't you sort of grassroots i it's suppose a, yeah that's what i feel like and i feel especially as solo game developers like 
I, I don't know. I've worked in a team before and I've worked as a solo and I just feel like solos have it so hard and we get so underappreciated. Like <laughs> there's so many times where people are like, ah, oh, yeah, so this guy built a game. And then it's only until um, Stardew Valley, right? So he was a solo game yeah, developer. Yeah. And Minecraft. Great, great. So Minecraft was solo. True. And people are like, oh. Minecraft is revolutionary. Yeah. It's only until these games come out do people go oh hey there's solo game developers really really struggling to to push it out there i find it quite bizarre though you've got you've got like teams of 60 70 people and and then you've got games made by individuals that sometimes beat the the 60 to 70 people's game yeah in, in total sales but that, that's wild well the 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 ass is simple uh too many chefs in the kitchen yeah yeah definitely when you're a solo definitely. developer you just do right if someone like you, you in a lot of your reddits like someone's like hey i got this idea or i got this problem i got this thing and you're like all right two like two days later you've, <laughs> you've done it you've added it in you've removed yeah. it you've changed it like when you're uh, when you're in a team it's like hey this comment was on on steam saying that you know there's not enough dragons are we going to add dragons and then it's a three-day debate about whether dragons are relevant or not yeah yeah i don't know man there's there's definitely goods and bads i suppose to to each camp you but... pick pick a right team though the right team is yeah yeah definitely well was, was your team the right team uh so i've had two games i've worked in uh one games company and i've started two games companies before um so the game the first games company i started i was in uni and the reason I completed uni, I, when I realized as I was talking to you, um, was because it wasn't just like uh, our unit was created by a game developer. So he was just like, right. here is fact that we, we almost didn't cover any theory. Well, we covered like game design theory, but it wasn't like theory about anything that wasn't relevant. It was just like, right, right, right. how do you do better lighting? How do you do better uh, signaling or sign as uh, uh, game feel? in a game anyway so that's why i realized as we're talking because i was like man if i was in a class that was just shit i'd be like i'm out like uni's not for me but uh yeah so i started one in uni with a group of people um and we tried to build something very ambitious from the start it was a multiplayer third person dragon mmo (laughs) basically it was a multiplayer 3d side-on 3D world. So basically, the characters were like Terraria sort of stuff. Or so the characters are 3D, but the world, right. but they go around this corner that's also 3D as well, right? So ah, right, yeah. okay, yeah. But it was a fighter, so it was this multiplayer 3D, 3D, a 2D camera angle, 3D world, 3D fighter. So you'd have like all of these fighters, like Whoa. yeah, it was significant. I can't wrap my head around it. I'll, I'll try and find something and send it to you. It was like, super... did you get it finished or? So we we finished. Too ambitious? Yes, we finished this prototype by the time that we finished uni, and it was pretty dope. And we put it in. We won a competition, nice. and uh, and it did really well. And then we won a competition. Yeah, like not like a just nice. like a local one. And, Still cool. Yeah, and um, we did like a big presentation. People really liked it, and there was lots of kind of hum about it. Uh, and then uni finished and everyone went, no, nah, we're not going to keep working on this. <laughs> so the no. remaining group tried to build a, tried to build an app, a mobile app. And that was, that, yeah, that just died. 
Um, I learned a lot. And then from there, I went and worked with Games Company and uh, met some really, really amazing people. And we we were just like a local games company building arcade games around Perth. So it was pretty amazing. Nice. Nice. Um, and also working with people. But this was a different environment. This is basically like you work with yourself or a friend and then you can build your game. Uh, and then after that, I created a game studio with a, another friend of mine. We spent a year devving. Um, just devving. That's all we did. Uh, and by the end of the year, we had a good game. I'll send it to you. I really liked it. Yeah, please do. Um, but uh, when we did release it, so I think we we stopped it. Um, when we did release it, we just didn't make any money. Hence me going off into marketing. So, right. Yeah, that's the one you're talking about. Yeah. Did you, you put it on Steam? Did you? Or yeah, yeah. Send it to you now. Yeah, I'd love to see it, man. Oh, I'll send you my address as well. I do. How do I get out of Awesome. So that's the game that, uh, yeah, that we did. Dallas um, Mort. Yeah, that was, wasn't that ambitious. It was like a four-player, same-screen um, arena battle game. You basically play cats and you explode each other. Uh, that's oh man this is green light man yeah man, that's interesting yeah it's a while ago yeah <laughs> yep <laughs> it got green lit <laughs> and we ran a kickstarter and we got a thousand dollars from the kickstarter and uh and then we both ran out of money and we couldn't like there was a group of us that were working on it but it was me and my friend that were like solo developers for it and um uh and then one of my other friends she was this amazing 3d artist and she worked on it and then we had like uh three other guys that were students studying and they helped program and then occasionally other people just came in so it was quite a big team but there was like me and my mate that were just dabbing for it right that's cool man yeah but yeah these things happen. you do a lot of that man you seem to do a lot of the the groundwork for starting projects man that's it's impressive like the yeah. the nipple charity the, <laughs> the podcast the, the game studios that's just that's that's it's cool that's cool that's the thing though a lot of like yeah sometimes getting to the finish line can be difficult but some people don't even bother fucking starting do you know what i mean like yeah if that, you never you never start you never try you, you know you might find a couple of things that don't don't necessarily work out but you'll find some that do that's do it i mean yeah chatting so to you, you do it like. though i've seriously just like inspired me to keep pushing through this like solo game dev podcast not that it, it was questionable oh, yeah, but i was like oh <laughs> man i gotta talk to more people like but like he, he's fucking awesome right so oh, man that's awesome dope appreciate it, man all right let's go nope. eat yeah definitely mate I hear my stomach rumbling well it's been awesome chatting to you man um we'll have to catch up again in a bit yeah, for sure. Um, I'll keep you. Uh, I'll keep in touch. Uh, let me know when that nipple sticker yeah, comes. And um, <laughs> do, do tell me. To, take a picture. It's yeah, man. And uh, I will. I will. Yeah. <laughs>